Wait till I get my hands on you. That's been a theme around here this week. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. Well, we can blame my current um, emotional state on the month of November. I mentioned last week that it's kind of a sentimental um, feeling that overwhelms me in the fall and particularly um, as I referred to it last week, the month of November. But I don't know. I've just been so present and I can't really say that I've been practicing that, meaning like putting a lot of thought into being present. I know that there are wonderful things that um, one can do to be present. Have you been uh, particularly present this month? Are you present right now? What does present mean? Well, I think for me, if I were to break it down, and you know, we've heard it said it's living in the moment. Well, what does that mean? And you know, I've seen television shows where back in the day, I can't even remember. It seems like it might have been Get Smart or something like that. Lord, am I dating myself? But where they would put smelling salts underneath somebody's nose, and the um, I've never had smelling salts, so I have no idea what they smell like. But obviously, something's opening up something to your the the sensors in our person that it wakes us up out of slumber or a state of unconsciousness. And I think like metaphorically speaking, um, somebody's been putting some smelling salts neath my nose because I am really um, awake, I guess. And let me just preface that with or I, I don't know if it's prefacing because I've already said it, but let me just roll back for a minute and talk about why maybe I'm aware of being uh, awake, which that might sound redundant. But for many, many years, I was um, functioning, but checked out. I don't think I knew that I was checked out in the moment. And there are even times still where I know I'm checked out because I'm aware that I'm practicing things that I used to practice when I was checked out. So um, I it was really rough for me, um, you know, a couple, a decade and a half ago um, after my first husband passed away for me to come out of that emotional kind of coma sounds dramatic, but I can't think of anything else right now. Um, I had told a story that um, both in my book, did you know I had a book? Yes, I have a book. It's on Amazon. It's called If These Stretch Marks Could Talk. Uh Aren't I clever? Anyway, you can go. Uh, hear what they would say <laughs> if you want to know what my stretch marks have to say. Because if they could talk, I wrote it down in that book. But I tell a story or at least try to explain myself that when 
um, Jim passed away, it was like this person, Terry Summers, was the locomotive that I am and that I know that I have kind of a, a powerful moving through life about me in just probably more my energy than than anything else. But I was moving pretty quickly and at a clip that um, on my own would be hard to talk myself into stopping to have a a proverbial come to Jesus meeting with myself. So um, when I look back on Jim's death, I was hauling some butt on this train track, if you will. Um, And my life was um, intersected with this powerful loss. And it knocked me, drug me, slammed into me off the tracks, so to speak. And I do think that hindsight, that might have been the only thing that would have or or could have in... Um, in a human sense, st- stopped me to get a hold of things. And in all of the evaluating that happened after that, I had to reconcile and and um, recognize how checked out I had been living and seeing some um, patterns that helped me live that way and still function really well and seemingly very... Uh, connected and vibrant. And I think there was a part of me that absolutely was, but just in terms of my own person, I was checked out. So for me to say that I am wide awake right now, I I, uh, always, not necessarily, because some of the patterns that I had back then, I've still brought back up with me to the future and into the present. Um, And uh, they are things like, eating when I'm not hungry and um, hiding from people sometimes or just prefer, not particular people, but I mean, just in general, like retreating Um, and uh, sort of deer in a headlight kind of things where I'm seeking some kind of comfort that really is um, pacifying a part of me that sort of has been uh, lulled to sleep a little bit or, or wants to be all of that to say, uh, I know the difference now. So in being wide awake, there are some, I mean, I would prefer this over anything. I, I know that for a fact, but there are some challenges that come with it. it. It, for someone who has had a good chunk of her life where she's avoided some feelings or avoided dealing with things or avoided telling myself the truth, living in a place where I'm trying not to, I don't know that I'm trying, but I'm not av- avoiding uh, feeling so much. And I am not um, uh, lying to myself. Like the truth is just so- sometimes uh, pulp. Like there's a lot of pulp to the truth in in my life when I see it, feel it, recognize it. Um, 
So that is kind of that smelling salt result. And maybe, whoa, I got so emotional. I'm sorry. Maybe the pain of the loss of um of the death of Jim reset something in me that is like an automatic smelling salt dispensary. Wow, the stuff that I come up with off the top of my head. Smelling salt dispensary. But all of that to say that this week, November, the nostalgia of November, just in general, not particularly any particular, not particularly any person or season per se, though a lot of times my childhood does feel like it rolls up on me and um, with nostalgia and November being a link to that. I think that that could be fair to say, but I've just been very emotionally alert. And I do think it has something to do with the month of November. And then tying into that, um, a general feeling of gratitude that I've had for a good while now, um, even coming through COVID, the season of COVID and coming through um, some trauma here at our home that my husband and I have had to make our way through and I feel that I allow these emotions as they want to come up to be very present. And I have I have um, sort of taken what seems to naturally be happening and almost try to um, not induce it, but, but, but make a place for it. So if I'm naturally feeling gratitude, I'm trying to filter that through a process that I make happen as well. What I mean is I often, when I am, say, brushing my teeth or doing dishes or what have you with the running water, and I think I've told this before, a shout out to my friend Tom Egham, who has just in this facet alone has made such a difference in lives of people across this planet in providing wells for folks to have clean water. And I cannot look at the water running without recognizing that um, in my own life. Um, quick to turn off water when it's unnecessary and not leave water running. Like it makes me anxious to leave water running. And um, I immediately respond in my heart and in my mind, prayerfully, as it makes sense to me. And um, prayer is a huge part of my life um, to say, God, uh, thank you that I am so blessed to have clean running water and let me never take advantage of it or, or, um, become so familiar ever again with that privilege and honor that I don't pause to say thank you. So uh, as I clicked over into the month of November, I recognize that that is kind of a part of me. And, you know, goodness gracious, I hope I don't sound, you know, uber humble or whatever. 
I think those things are true to me, but I'm not trying to elevate myself at all. I'm just sharing with you um, because that's what I do on this podcast is I share from hopefully always very honest places, good, bad, and ugly. Um, So I noticed myself, (coughs) sorry, naturally kind of doing that more frequently this week. And as, as we embraced, um, November and I, some of the things that, um, that stood out to me were, were particularly things that I touched, that I got my hands on. Um, and from, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of doing laundry. (laughs) I mean, it's okay. It's not one of my favorite chores, but it's okay. Uh, Sometimes I get to go in so fast in my life and things like that, that I forget about the laundry being in the washing machine. And you know what happens? It gets all weird and and musty and stuff, and you got to go do it all over again. That's probably why I don't care for it as much. But in doing laundry this week, just touching that uh, washing machine and looking at the knobs and the technology that's there, and again, knowing that there are many who do not have that uh, privilege, equipment, access at all, let alone in their own home, um, I was super aware and I thanked God for my washing machine. And I remember feeling, you're such a dodo bird. You are, you are weird. You are silly. And then this grounded feeling hit me in my, literally in my feet. But, you know, the... There's a lyric in one of my friend's songs. It's, um, I rock back on my heels. And I felt like, you know, maybe people would look at you like, whoa, she is off the deep end. She might need a little counseling. Uh, I, the, 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 the impact of saying thank you to and for my washing machine led right next to the dryer as I was transferring another load. And all of a sudden, I felt that little emotional chin quiver, like, and I can dry my clothes. And turning the knobs and taking care of the lint basket. I mean, y'all, this is really what happened. I'm not making this up. And um, uh I'm not, you know, I was starting to think, am I embarrassed? No, I'm, I'm not really embarrassed at all. And everything essentially that I've touched within reason, uh, it's been a little overwhelming. I've had these moments of, of thankfulness, even things that sometimes one might not think to be bills thankful for bills. Do any of us really want to pay a hefty electric bill or, but again, the privilege and the provision, and even if it means that they're scrambling to make something happen, there's just something about saying thank you for what I get to 
have in my in my living day in and day out. Not to mention people or relationships. I'm sure that's coming because <laughs> November's not over yet. But it really is um, a gratefulness, and it has brought with it this level of emotion. And um, I think I'm appreciating that part of me also that's tenderhearted and that is open and very present, as I mentioned. It has not always been this way. And I think that also it harkens back to being childlike. But I I know I'm a somewhat mature adult and I know that there's, you know, levels of wisdom of just living through life, but there's also a sense of awe and appreciation and and a simpleness to my thinking that I think is um, is very childlike. And I guess I'm just wondering if if people have to go through something traumatic in order to bring them to this place, or can we listen to a podcast and push some things aside to make room for those thoughts to ask ourselves those questions and to look at the beauty of what is very now. I can be an anxious thinker because I'm an overthinker. I think through things so much and so way out ahead that I kind of have to stack it in categories and leave it for a minute and move to something else just because I'm that kind of overthinker. So in those moments, I'm probably not so present, but I have in the past handful of months just done a lot of self-talking and have asked myself to slow down and to just focus on me and God and the breath, the very breath that I have. So life moves quickly and not just for me. And I feel like that I have a little bit of a carved out niche here that is a little slower than it once was. But I know that I walk alongside and move along with people whose lives are much more fast-paced than mine and have much more responsibility. My dear friend, um, Reg, she was on my podcast a while back. She has five sons. She's a single mother and her plate is full. And when I say she's juggling, she is, but she does it with such grace And so I know that there are people out there like my beautiful friend, Reg, that have a lot on their plates. And I'm not, you know, denying the fact that there's been a lot on my plate too. And, And now I am sensing some of my plate being full, even in ebbs and flows of, of work and things like that with COVID. But regardless of what it is, it's filling up one's time or even one's mind, that it can take us out of that very present 
place that I think we deserve to get to dwell in. And it just occurred to me that maybe tonight, as I'm visiting with you, we might want to just do a little bit of that together in just simply, nothing guru-ish, not that guru-ish is bad, but nothing like that. Just really getting quiet for a minute and wherever you are, just focusing on your breath. Because it is in that very breath that we live. Maybe focus on how you're drawing in your breath. Is it deep? Is it fast or slow? Is it through your mouth or through your nose? Maybe we can take a a long, deep breath together through our nose. On the count of three. One. Two. Three. And hold it. And exhale through your mouth. I don't know how we cannot be present and in the moment when we're focusing on the gift of life, which is found in our breath. Without breath... We're absent of life. Let's breathe in again. Hold it gratefully. Exhale. Take some time for yourself when this podcast is over here shortly to continue those inhale and exhale moments and just gift yourself that presence of now and focusing on you and your very breath. And in that time, maybe offer up gratitude that you're here. Keeping it simple. I don't know what your November has been looking like, but my hope is that whether it's as obsessive, I was going to say obsessive, I guess I did, but... I don't know that I mean obsessive, but excessive. Some might think it's excessive of me to go through a process of 
giving gratitude on everything I get my hands on, though that's been very real from my flip-flops to my bed to um, my car. my every, I, I've always had this thing about my Jeep. I love my Jeep. But as soon as I put my hand on the door handle and I press my thumb in to engage the lock, I, I'm so grateful. And gratitude does buoy us. And we've talked about that before too. So if there's any kind of stress from the elections, from family, from illness, from finances, from just a busy schedule, from even the joy of planning uh, Thanksgiving, whatever might bring an overthinking mind or, or, or tighten up uh, the looseness of a free schedule, gratitude can buoy. So in the staying present, gratitude is just an arm of that. Um, I don't know how we could really offer up gratitude if we didn't have a moment of being very present and in the now. So not to be redundant, but I'm going to thank you again for giving me this gift of having an opportunity and an outlet to walk through my days with you. Uh, They've been full and they've been coming at me faster sometimes than I would like or, or, uh, would prefer to manage. And in that, I am continuing with my podcast. I'm not dropping the ball. I'm wanting to make sure that I'm consistent. All those things that have been a priority for me since I started this um, more than uh, two years ago, two and a half, pushing on, pushing three, I guess. Um, so I, I appreciate that you're here and that you listen and that you, if you share it, I think it's great. If you don't, that's fine. If just the fact that there are people that are um, downloading the podcast and listening to it at different times, all of that, it's like such an honor. Uh, it's like going to lunch with all my friends at one time. And even people that I don't know. I would love to hear from you though. And I say though because sometimes I do. But a lot of times, you know, when I ask someone, you know, hey, write and tell me. I I don't hear from anybody. But that, that, you know, life is full. So, but I would love to hear about your November. Shoot me a line. Terry Summers at Gmail, T E R E Y S U M M E R S at Gmail.com or Terry Summers.com forward slash podcast. There are places there to reach out to me. I would love to interview you. Even if you and I don't know one another or know one another well, I would love it. Please write me. And 
do yourself the biggest favor and give yourself the biggest gift as soon as you stop listening to this to take a couple more moments of breathing in deeply through your nose or whatever's comfortable, holding it and the preciousness that it really is, and then exhaling through your mouth. Do that a few times, allowing yourself to be super present. And if gratitude for whatever you lay your hands on happens as a result of that, awesome. Then we're both weirdos. See you next week.